0: I don't know how I survived without a dog for this many years. I should have done this long, long, long ago.
1: You're listening to the Believe in Dog podcast. I'm your host and resident dog mom, Erin Scott. If you consider your dog a family member, then this podcast is for you. Let's celebrate the love and connection we have with our dogs. Not only can a dog be your best friend, but I believe a dog can be a healer, a teacher, and an inspiration. This is a place for us to connect in the joy of loving our dogs, and also a place where you know you're not alone in the difficult times, or in the sadness of missing a dog that was an important part of your life. I can't wait to share with you stories of how the love of a dog is changing our lives and changing the world. This is Believe in Dog. Welcome to episode 32 of the Believe in Dog podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Scott, and thank you so much for being here today. To those of you in the U.S., I wish you a very safe and happy Thanksgiving week. I'm so excited for you to meet today's guests, Purvi and Ruchi. They have such an amazing story, I really can't even almost believe it. They each grew up in India, but never knew each other when they lived there. And then each of them moved separately to the United States and both ended up living in California. And they both lived in the San Francisco area, where they ended up meeting about two years ago after Purvi finally got a dog. While Ruchi's had dogs for about the past 20 years, Pervy took a lot longer to be convinced and was sort of a reluctant dog owner who really only got a dog because her husband and sons really wanted one. So you're going to hear all about Pervy's and Ruchi's stories of how dogs came into their lives and then ended up bringing them together. And how they've made it their mission to bring other dog owners together with the doghood. We're going to hear all about how the idea for the doghood was born. All of the amazing features and community that's being built through the doghood and what the future holds i've had a chance to try out the doghood app if you have an iphone you can go right now to the app store and download the doghood app for android users it's coming in a few months but i really love the idea of connection and meeting new dog friends through the doghood app i can tell you in my own life that i've met some of the best people through dogs There are so many friends that I have that I would never have met if it wasn't for dogs being in both of our lives. I feel so fortunate to have this amazing community of people around that I've met all through the dogs. And you know what's really funny to me is, (laughs) I guess I sort of thought that everyone had that. And it didn't occur to me until a couple months ago when a dog blogger who I know was sharing that she feels very alone in her dog mom life because of her friends in real life, none of her other friends have dogs, and so they don't understand why she puts so much time and effort into her dogs, why she spends so much money to feed them what she does, why she takes so much time doing the things that she does. And I was shocked, honestly, it had really never even occurred to me that there are people who don't have other dog friends. And I actually felt a little silly because obviously I know that not everyone is like me and not everybody has had my same experiences, but my dogs and my dog friends are such a part of my everyday life that I guess <laughs> it hadn't occurred to me that there are other people out there having such different experiences. And so this is why I'm just so excited for the doghood because this is where you can find all your dog friends, both locally and globally. So this is why I'm so excited for you to hear the story of Pervy, of Ruchi, and of the Doghood. Before we get started, I did just want to mention, you know, we're doing these interviews remotely from different parts of the country, and, you know, sometimes there are some audio quality issues (laughs) that are beyond our control. So there may be a few places where you hear some background noise, and I want to make sure I send a thank you to our friend Chuck Nunn, the audio wizard, who used some of his audio magic to try to clean up the audio and and make it as easy to listen to as possible today. So now let's get started with Pervy with Ruchi and the Doghood. So I am here today with the founders of the Doghood app. Hello. Hi. Hi. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves?
2: Of course. So uh, my name is Ruchi. I'm the CPO of the Doghood
1: is the Chief Puppy
0: Officer, in case <laughs> if you don't know what CPO means. Um, <laughs> and I'm Purvi, the co-founder of the Doghood.
1: Thank you so much. So I'm always curious to hear everybody's backstories and, and how you guys were inspired by both dogs in your life and then inspired to start this app. So who wants to go first? I think let would have Purvi go first. Okay, okay. sure. <laughs> let do it. <laughs> So tell me, did you grow up with animals? Have you always been an animal person? Actually, no. Um, so I grew up in India,
0: and back in those time, maybe uh, I would say in mid seventies, not it was not common to have a dog. You know, it was not considered as a very common favorite pet, right? So, um, and in India, you always, uh, you know, get scared seeing the dogs walking around, running at you, and once once a while. You know, they do attack on you too. So, I have had a bad experience growing up, and that's why I never thought I would ever, you know, consider having a dog. But that kind of changed very recently, and that, yeah, it's been two years. I got a dog, and rest is the history. That's the doghood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always so curious. I actually I've had friends. So I will admit, like I am not somebody who has traveled a lot in my life, but I have friends who have traveled to India and have talked about that there is a lot of dogs uh, on the streets there. So mm-hmm. that was your experience too.
0: Yes, when I was very little, I, I think I was seven or eight, and sometimes you know those those experiences kind of take take over for your rest of your life that, oh my gosh, you know, I would not even, I came to US and I saw the dogs all over, even in the neighborhood and all, but I would not even touch a a small puppy or even a, you know, a small size dog. I would just run away. I would just be so, so afraid. So yeah, it is true. Growing up in India, it was not easy.
1: I mean, I remember just being chased by a dog in my neighborhood and I was... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my parents think it's hilarious that I'm this dog person now because, yeah, I did not grow up at all um, really being exposed to a lot of dogs. And I used to think they were kind of like annoying and they would like, you know, I'd go to my friend's house and they would like jump on you and get you muddy. And I, I thought it was like really annoying.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: I know. Same, same here. Yes.
2: I Erin, mean, it takes only one to change your mind, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so when did you come to the U.S.? So it was uh,
0: 1999 and I got married and came to U.S. and started, you know, working in tech industry. I was uh, by profession. I'm, I've studied software engineering and I'm a, in technology all these years. Right. So started my career in 2000, worked for this, the you know, companies like PayPal, eBay, as in data warehousing expert. And then moved on to very recently, it's been five years, moved on to entrepreneurship because there is always an itch to do something new, right? Um, I was at, um, you know, PayPal for more than 12 years, uh, 12, 13 years, and then realized that, okay, you know what, time is, you know, it's ticking, we have got to do something, right? And that's where I started a, more of an entrepreneurship journey. And it's been, i been entrepreneur for almost now six years and enjoying it totally.
1: That's exciting. I can definitely uh, relate with wanting to start something new and and kind of doing it on your own terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) on
0: your own terms. That's correct.
1: (laughs) And so tell us, if you were not the dog person, was it your husband? Was it your children? Who wanted the dog? Yes.
0: So I was the odd one out in the house. I have two boys, actually three, including my husband, Um, all three. (laughs) all three wanted uh, dogs so badly for years and years and you know when we walk around in the neighborhood they'll see the dog and they all would kind of it's like oh my gosh why don't we have a dog right and I could see that I'm depriving them from having a dog and then finally uh, I had to kind of give up and I said you know what let's take a let's take a chance let's just let's have a dog and the first dog ended up being the 75 pound big dog. So that's <laughs> my story.
1: <laughs> well, I always say that I was a bit of a reluctant dog owner. It was all my husband who wanted the dog. So I totally understand giving in. <laughs> And so what kind of dog is it? Her name's Oreo? Yes, his, his
0: name is Oreo, just like a cookie. And he <laughs> does look like, you know, with the white and black. He's a sheep-a-doodle. So he's a sheep dog and a poodle mix. So we thought of, you know, which one to get, all these questions, whether it, it suits your lifestyle. There are a lot of, you know, internet, you, know, you see all the articles on the internet and see which one is the right one for us. And then we found uh, Oreo's half-brother in our neighborhood, <laughs> And we are like, okay, you know what, we have to get another dog from the same breed. So we have like, you know, the brothers living in the same neighborhood. Um, So and we fell in love with the whole the the breed, the sheepadoodle, the hypoallergic part, which was a lot of attractive to me, because I wanted a hypoallergic as a first dog for sure. Um, And yeah, it's he's two years old, he is just an adorable, gentle (laughs) giant, he Uh just wants to be with People and the dogs and he's the most social dog actually you know he wants to if I take him for a walk he sees other dogs and he starts crying because he wants to play with every single dog he meets on his walk so and we love him like crazy yes <laughs>
1: And so how long did it take for you to be like oh I'm a dog person
0: now <laughs> it's, it's yeah so the the whole journey right from the puppyhood to the you know doghood to a dog lover right puppy owner to a dog owner to a dog lover it's a journey and frankly I'm telling you the the first the first month itself was so difficult with Oreo as you know, all three boys were out of the house, and I was staring him, and he was staring me, and it's like, okay, <laughs> what do we do now, right? How? And I, I was actually scared when they are puppy, they nip you, and they kind of, and that was so scary to me that I, we were just locked down in the room for four or five hours. And we are like, okay, what is next? When is this next (laughs) person going to come inside the house and going to take care of me? Right. So that was the situation. And that's where I think I met Ruchi. I started talking to Ruchi. I was like, okay, oh my gosh, what, what should I do with Oreo? Right. I'm just so scared um but that that's where the bonding happened too right I mean uh, at one point in time I told my husband that you know what if you don't take care of this dog I think we need to return it I just because he was growing so fast he was doing counter surfing and I could not you know I could not run after him he was so fast when he was a puppy right so uh, yeah it took me uh, I would say about good four to five months to kind of say you know I got a I know how it works, right? And then I, now, now I just, yes, I'm a dog lover for life. <laughs>
1: That's so interesting because, yeah, I've never actually had a puppy. In fact, my husband and I are always like, we don't want any part of a puppy. Like, I want a two-year-old dog that's already potty trained. Like, I don't want to deal with any of yeah. that. So, yeah, that's, that's intense to have your first dog right from, from puppyhood. Yes, yeah.
0: and, and for a person who never wanted a dog, right? So it's, it's, it's overwhelming <laughs> at that point.
1: <laughs> and so... How has this changed and affected your life? Like, is your day all about, when am I going to take the dog for a walk? Or, Or how has that changed your life? So one thing Oreo
0: has made me change, I would say, it's uh you know, I'm I'm I've become a lot more outdoor person, you know. I go on a walk pretty much every single day. So the fitness, I think, you know, I would say thanks to Oreo to bring fitness into my life because he likes to run, he likes to walk in the morning, eight thirty, he's staring at me. It's like, Okay, when are we going? Right and he's wagging his tail starting at eight AM and I'm like, Okay, Oreo, I need to have my coffee. Then we go for a run, right? But he loves to run with my husband, me, and I think the whole family, we feel like whenever oreo has an attention all four of us come together and have a conversation right that is something which you know having a teenage boy and a college going kid it's very hard to have them on the same page on the same conversation but when it's about oreo everybody just you know gathers up right so that's our kitchen table conversation all around oreo just because you know he's our center of you know attention so i think it he has changed our lives in many many ways and I would say I I, I, th- I don't know how I survive without a dog for this many years. I should have done this long 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 ago.
1: <laughs> That's so true. I feel the same way and now it's like I could never picture my life any different like I could never imagine not having a oh, dog <laughs> Yes I can't I can't see myself not having dog no. Any plans to get a second one? Sometimes they say it's like potato chips. You can never have just one.
0: Actually, you are right. And you know what? We are already thinking, okay, you know, we are. So my second one, when he's out of the, you know, house, he's off to college, they're like, you know what? We will have to have another dog to give Oreo company, right? Mm-hmm. So we are going to be always a family of four, even if we are empty nesters. So, yes, so <laughs> I am going to get a second, and that to a big dog for sure. <laughs> Oh, I love that!
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you had any um, other than puppyhood uh, challenges? Have you had any like health challenges or behavior challenges, or has it been like easy sailing so no, far? No, actually,
0: you know, um, very I think not very recently, but uh, sometime around March, um, actually, with Oreo, Orio is a big dog, and he gets scared looking at the truck. So somehow he gets too excited when we are on the walk, and in March, he actually pulled me to the point where I fell down on my knee. And, um, you know, I had uh, quite an intense injury on my knee, which I could not walk for two weeks. Um, So that kind of made me learn a lesson that, okay, you know what, I have to have this dog uh, trained or have something where I can go on my walk easily, where he can also have fun, right? So, that's where we had to go through a little bit of, you know, the the tricks and, you know, how to walk together, how to train him to walk to walk properly, not pulling us. So that was a l- big learning lesson. But now I can easily go on a walk for three, four miles, no issues. But um, between March to May, it was a tough time for me to uh, because he's he's a big dog. And end of the day, he when he gets excited, he, he does, he pulls you. Right. So. Um. yeah it's not it's not always a, a, a easy journey you know he used to do counter surfing all the time he would go out of the house come back and the, uh, whatever is on the counter is done right he had like one big pack of chocolates last christmas right so <laughs> oh my God. yes yes so we have learned a lot of lessons with this you know how to even treat it at home without running too wet right because we had a couple of incidents with him so not not a easy journey i would say but I
1: would still do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me of something very funny. So we had a our girl Kalua. She, she's one of our old girls that is, has passed on now, but she loved chocolate. And there were several incidents over the years. And this one time my husband had found this website where you could have like custom chocolate bars made where you could have, you know, like I like, um, you know, the crunchy ones. So he he had this like custom dark chocolate, like with like caramel and sprinkle all this stuff. And he, it was for Christmas. So he had it hidden in the closet in his computer uh, office. And we went out to dinner one night and we come home and we hear Kahlua and she's trapped in his office. And we're like, that door wasn't closed when we left, and we realized she had gone in his office, broken down the closet oh door, my god. which shut her in because the the closet door is behind the door to the room. So she had effectively shut herself in the the office and gotten into and eaten completely through the wrapper and everything. These chocolates. wow,
2: was she? Okay? <laughs>
1: and was like it's dark chocolate, and like we were like, oh my god. Erin, was she
2: okay after that? Did you get?
1: Take- um, you know what? We were very lucky. We had a bunch of activated charcoal on uh-huh. hand, and we were able to. to uh, and I have several friends who are vet techs, and so uh we ended up just being able to treat it. But like all night, we were like, "Do we need to go to the vet? Oh, yeah?" You know, That's wow. scary. But she ended up being okay, and, and you know, luckily she was about you know fifty five pounds. Or yeah. So yeah, you yeah. Know, she was sturdy enough. You know. But, um I talked to somebody recently that has, like, toy breed dogs, and it's like, if her dog has, like, one chocolate chip, she's, like, rushing to the vet, you know, and, and I was like, wow, I'm I'm not cut out for that, <laughs> I, I need a dog that can, you know, eat a chocolate chip and be okay. <laughs> Because it's very funny, the the situations we find ourselves in that we didn't anticipate <laughs> before getting a dog. And so, Ruchi, do you want to tell us about yourself?
2: Absolutely. So I grew up in India, you know, while I was growing up, my dad was in a kind of a job that we had to move a lot. So I think we must have moved like six cities. I changed my six schools. And, you know, by the time I came to college, like I had moved around a lot. And then when I got married to Girish, we again moved a lot. So, you know, got married in Mumbai, then moved to, you know, Philippines, then Singapore, then Boston, and then finally to California. And so it's been one of those interesting journeys, like, you know, you keep moving. And uh, so while I was growing up, so to the question, as Purvi said, right, while growing up in India, we grew up very differently, right? We are, you know, there are so many stray dogs and kind of like, you know, in 70s, it's so different in India right now. It is so interesting to see. But, you know, while we were growing up, keeping dogs was not something people did and you know like it was not government's job to basically make sure they're neutered or the dogs were taken care of so the incidence of dog biting was really high and it was not uncommon for people to like you know avoid seeing a dog on the way right so and also with the constant moving and all this stuff like I don't think I could have ever contemplated that we would have a dog for that like you know Whatever, I've had a dog for now 20, 22 years. So, you know, like never thought that would happen.
1: And so you said it is different now in India. Is it more common for people to have uh, dogs as pets?
2: Very. So, you know, the last past five years that I've noticed... Every time I go back to India, so many new organizations have come up. The people in general have become a lot more educated in terms of, you know, how to take care of the strays. So a lot of people have started like, you know, making sure like each uh, city, like my, my my parents live in a little township. And that's where like there are two people in charge of, you know, nurturing the dogs, making sure that people are collecting money, you know, feeding the dogs and just general awareness that not dogs, that dogs are not bad, more ownership of dogs, like, you know, more people seeking out, looking for pets. I think it's kind of changed in the past five to 10 years, I would say.
1: Oh, that's really interesting. And so when was the first time dogs came into your life?
2: So, you know, this was in Singapore and we had, we knew that we're going to be there for a bit. And, um, didn't have children Garish and I had my husband and I had been married for five years and we decided like you know what time to get somebody a little one you know into our house and with a little one we both were very clear does not mean a child a human <laughs> child so uh, <laughs> it meant like you know four-legged furry animal so you know we got uh Phoebe uh you know in 2000 and it's like so this is like my 21st year of having a dog so Phoebe came into our life, she was a golden puppy, we did a lot of research and, you know, we brought her home and it, yeah, it changed our life.
1: Oh, I love that. And so when did she come with you when you moved to the US? I'm always curious how that works.
2: Yeah, so, you know, she was about, I think, seven years old when we moved to Boston, actually, in 2008. So she was close to eight. Yeah. So when we moved to Boston and we brought her, you know, through some pet carrier services and all. But it wasn't a very good experience. That's a conversation for a different time. But uh, it was a long journey. But, you know, once she came to Boston, it was all good.
1: And so you've always had dogs ever since?
2: always so since 2000 we've had yeah our dogs and you know 2005 my child was born and you know he's never seen a house without
1: a dog right
2: and I, I, I hope that's how it is forever yeah
1: is he a dog person too
2: absolutely I don't think he or my husband or me know any any different, right like we kind of think like this is how it should be always
1: I love that. <laughs> and so you're very into like dog photography and, and dog behavior and things too. Has that just kind of evolved over time or like were you always interested in photography and now you just have a dog as a subject? or
2: So, you know, I, I, I have a design background. That's what I studied, you know. So I did textile design and then I worked in the design field for a while. And then when we moved to California, my son was growing up and, you know, there were so many community activities that I volunteered in. And one of my favorite pastimes is taking photographs. And, you know, slowly it became very clear that my son didn't want to be a part of it. You know, (laughs) and, you know, first Vivi and then Nessie. I don't think they had a say in it. So, uh, you know, they became my muse. They became, you know, just the thing I did and... um, so yeah, I just I just love the way dogs look. There is no dog that looks bad. They're just so adorable. Their eyes talk volumes. Every dog has a character. Every, you know, every move that they do means something. It's just fantastic when you take a photograph and the character comes through. And so no picture is alike, no no dog is alike,
1: right? No, I completely agree. I always wish I was a better Photographer, because my husband says I am a terrible photographer. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the last few
2: photos, they're pretty decent. They're pretty good.
1: And, and yeah, I just, uh, that was something that was so interesting to me. That really kicked in when I got when we got our second dog uh, years ago was their body language and learning how they communicate and and like you said like every movement means something, and that was so i mean just blew my mind as I started to learn more and more uh, about like how they 're communicating with with each other and and you know the I think there 's a book called calming signals that was one of the first books I ever read about the subject, but just you know their ears going back or just it's all very just fascinating to me.
2: <laughs> no, absolutely. And, you know, about five years back, I started boarding dogs. I just love dogs, right? So people used to leave their dogs with me all the time. So I was like, why not even <laughs> charge for it, right? Like, why not, like, basically, and anyway, I love dogs. And, you know, it was nice to have more than one at home, like, you know, to the point, there's something about a pack, like, you know, dogs thrive when they have other dogs around each other. And, you know, I think that gave me such a great insight. I've boarded like all kinds of dog, small to medium to large, all kinds of breeds. And, you know, the most fascinating thing is about understanding the dog owners. It's basically understanding their mentality, understanding how, you know, like how they deal with the dogs, the problems that they think are so big, you know, with the dogs and with so much like, you know, like, after boarding for so much, so many times, I kind of, you know, like think, I wish they just knew better, right? Like, and that's where, you know, the whole community, the whole, you know, like, um, interesting, you know, like, uh, connections, you know, with each other, the dog people, the talking, you know, it's always fascinated me, you know, it's always been so exciting, you know, changing a dog's life, just based on the conversations that you have with the dog owners.
1: That's so true. So I have to ask, how did you guys end up meeting each other?
2: It's a very fascinating story. You know, if you know me a little better, I'm 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 an ext- extrovert, and when you know, I'm extremely passionate about dogs. So you know, Purvi and I would have never met under like you know, but she got a dog, and Oreo <laughs> is mind-blowingly cute, right? So like, I kind of saw her um, someplace, and like you know, I seeked her out. I was like. Uh, you know, I texted her. I was like, Puri, you know, we need to talk.
1: Oh, I love that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've always thought in my own life, too, like I'm so fortunate that I have all of these awesome people that I've met. And it's all because of the dogs. Uh, you know, like there are so many people that wouldn't be in my life if I had never had dogs. And and that's Absolutely. so special to me. And, and one of the things that I love about about what you're doing. And so. So how long did you guys know each other before you came up with the idea for the doghood?
0: I guess we knew each other for about two years. So we kind of knew each other in passing, you
2: know, like, um, so um, I basically am always like surrounded by dogs, dog people and all. And Poovy is like, you know, very tech, like, you know, I think our worlds were very different in spite of staying in the same city. So we had a few common
0: friends, but like, Honestly, think, yeah, and I think we met just because I got an OEO, right? <laughs> I don't think we would have had an even conversation or thinking about going for a walk together because as, as Ruchi mm-hmm. said, right? We have two different types of personalities, you know. I'm always working or doing something with my company or entrepreneurship where she is busy taking care of the dogs, right? So we wouldn't have met otherwise. But then... Once she reached out, I was like, Let's go for a walk and that's when we started talking and I said, And you know, in fact, the you know how Ruchi helped me going through the whole anxiety of, you know, taking care of Oyo, right? We started walking together and we would go, I think once once a week we started walking together and I would ask her, Oh my gosh, Oreo did this yesterday, Oh my gosh, I don't know what to and she'd say pretty all right this is how dogs behave this is how dogs do again those uh, those tips or those just just a, a, a word of you know saying that you know what this is what every dogs do was so so important for me and going back to your question how did I become a dog lover or how long did it take me to become a dog lover it was actually pretty quick just because I got all these tips from Ruchi and our you know, the community around us, is like, yeah, big dogs do this, big, small dogs do this, or this is how they do when they're puppy. Again, it's not that every time I call a vet and say, oh my gosh, what do I do, right? He's doing counter surfing. What is, what is that one thing I do, right? So this is where I felt like, you know, the journey became, uh, you know, easier and easier. And I turned into a dog lover very quickly. I think, People take years and years because it's not an easy job. You know, it's a full time, you know, You it, it's, it's like a kid. You have to take care of the dog. Right. So this is where I feel like, you know, talking to Ruchi kind of really elevated the whole experience to the next level, which I just love it. And I
1: want to do it again and again. <laughs> and so how was the whole idea for the doghood first born?
0: So, you know, and. Yeah, from that point when we started working and we started talking about, you know, know, what does she do in terms of how does she know all the dogs in the neighborhood? And we kind of found a pattern that there is, you know, there are so many people like out there just like me who never had a dog or who doesn't know, understand dog, right? What, What do they need? Let's just think about, you know, what are those needs and how we can make it in terms of a product where everybody can use it. It's not that every neighborhood has to have root tree it's very hard to find a person like all the time right how do we how do we give ourselves uh you know a kind of uh platform right where any dog owners can come and say you know what oh my gosh okay I, this is what i needed or this is what the information i want or you know what i just want to be connected with other mm-hmm. dog owners because that makes me feel that okay i'm aware of myself, right? So I think this is where we were trying to clone Ruchi in all the neighbourhoods and this is where the technology came in handy and say, you know what, let's build a platform where all the dog owners in every single neighbourhood can just connect on the same.
2: And Erin, you have to agree dog people are different people. You know, we seek each other. We do right, like you know, we kind of are altruistic that way, right? We want to help each other. We want to basically recreate the experience that we have had, and you know, try and help somebody else. Right. And you know, movie the way she thinks, like you know, and the way I think, it's really interesting. And uh, in spite of not knowing each other, like we kind of fit like a like a perfect jigsaw puzzle, right? Because I think she saw like how it can be created and. S- scaled up in a way that, you know, how our community is thriving, that's the way we want to create neighborhood hubs all over the U.S., right? And it should be so seamless and so easy to do that, you know, people want to keep doing it again and again. And the experience just keeps on getting better, right? With that community that you have around you.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I think that that's... Um it's definitely uh, an interesting thing that I found about kind of wanting to pay it forward. Kind of like once you've gone through something like I said, like with counter surfing and, and then you realize, and a lot of times, sometimes it's fairly, um, painless of a problem to fix once you understand what to do or, or how to do things differently. And, and then it's like you feel like it's almost like your duty to pay this forward and help somebody else or or if it's like a health issue or, or something like I always feel like if there's something I've been through that can help somebody, I want to help pay that forward. And so I, I do love that that your platform has that kind of feature built in that, to ask the community and, and get connection and, and help, because I, I do think there are so many People who are dog owners who, who want to just keep paying it forward to help others,
2: absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and you know what happened during COVID, and you realize that there was a you know so many new puppy owners, right, and many of them because of the isolation that was there, you know, I, I really think they struggled because the resources were so limited, right, and you know the pets were overwhelmed. Right, what at that point, right, like you know, like a small. Um, like a counter circle, or what happens if they will swallow a sock? Right. These are the questions. These are some of those very important things that every dog owner needs to know. And uh, to your point, right? Like if it's happened to me, I can just easily. Like, what if, like, you know, there is a, you know, community feed or something, or it makes it so easy for you to ask your people, both global and neighborhood, you know, where you can ask, like, guys, what should I do? One, and globally, like, in which you can say, like, guys, has it happened to you? I have a golden, eaten this, has it happened, right? Or to your neighborhood saying, guys, I need to have this. Do you know a bit? Is there an opening somewhere, right? Like, you know, that kind of hand-holding, it's beautiful what doghood ask can do for you.
1: Right, and and there are a lot of groups like on other social media, but sometimes I feel like it's hard to find the right fit or the right tone or the right uh, yeah. people. Uh, and right, right, and it's I
0: think it's you know everywhere on the internet. Right, you will find some information here or some you know on the on some websites. Some so I think the dog, the unique part is it is created by dog owners, curated by dog. Owners and used by dog owners right so if you think about it um you know it's it it content is something which is created by the dog owners that means it is it is you know experienced tried and tested right yeah of course you have an emergency you are gonna go to the vet but by the time Mm -hmm. before even going to the vet there are some kind of information which you can just ask Mm -hmm. in your area or in global saying you know what Hey guys, I'm going to the vet, but this is what is happening to my dog. This is where you know we come in place, right? The doghood it gives you that community flavor to it, saying, You know what, yes, this happened to me too, but this is how it is, you know, you're going to be fine. Some more of a validation more than anything, you know. One of the most uh,
2: a very cute example that I can give you, there was in our neighborhood, you know, somebody posted the dog was throwing up, and you know, it was like yeah. a really bad case. The dog had thrown up like five times within a period of 45 minutes. And, you know, like he posted on the app and he said, like, guys, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. And, you know, the beauty of it, we saw people from all over, right? This was in California, but in Seattle, from here, from there, you know, people started sharing their experience. And look at that, you know, person, like, you know, you immediately knew, he knew what to do. And his, uh, and it was the, the, the actual uh, feedback that he got was from a owner, right? Like, you know, somebody he knew who's there, you can go see the profile, you know, it's a real person, it's a validated person, you know, you know the information can be believed. You know, that's one thing that I always worry about on Google, internet, what do you believe and what do you not?
1: Right, yeah, and I, I like that this is such a, um, it's like a one-stop shop. Like, you know, I can go mm-hmm. right there and find what I need and not have to try to, browse around looking for the right thing like it, it's kind of all under one roof
0: <laughs> exactly exactly and, and and you know one more piece i would just say yes
1: information
0: is great and you can find everything on the dog but the other piece which we i think you know i personally love is you know nowadays everybody has a profile on social media you have a profile on facebook you have a profile on instagram or tiktok whatnot but there is what about a dog why yep. don't Why don't you, our dog has a profile, right? That's where the doghood. You have a profile of every single dog in your neighborhood, <laughs> and you are connected with them, right? So the dogs can't speak, but doesn't mean that they can't
1: have their social media profile as well, right? Yes, yes. No, I I love that. <laughs> so I think this actually the doghood might be my favorite thing that came out of COVID. <laughs>
0: Yes, it was born during COVID. But you know,
2: like Erin, it is extremely cute. Every day when I wake up in the morning at 6.30, that's the, You know, my body clock is that way. I wake up and I look at the doctor app. And you know, one of the cutest features that we have, because when you're creating a profile for your dog, you put in the birthday date, right? So we have these cute, you know, birthday <laughs> wishes that pop up in the feed. And these dogs, are everywhere in the U.S., they're they're getting so many wishes. Yeah. And today Vino's was
0: a uh, journey's birthday, right? Yes. You know, <laughs> and it
2: was so amazing. You know, just wishing them, and you know, and uh, one of the cutest feature which we do is like the ability to make an event in your community. So, like you know, uh, it is so cute. Like a couple of weeks back, you know, it was Bixby's birthday, and Bixby's mom created this event—a birthday invite—and she invited the entire neighborhood. Do you know how many dogs showed up for the party? How there many? were twenty dogs. 20, 20 dogs show up, and they all had ice cream. They were just running around. I think Pooja and I like couldn't stop leaving that day. We just like it was just
1: so cute. And so that's the goal, right? Is to create all of this connection amongst dog owners, all under one roof, where you don't have to worry exactly. about like your weird uncle's political stuff interrupting your feed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, today Journey's birthday, who is in North Carolina, I think, right? Not here. It's not in our neighborhood, but we wished, to, you know, really
1: today, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. So. <laughs> and so the app is officially live now, is that right?
2: Yeah, it's been live. It's been a month. Yeah, it's been live.
1: And so right now it's just on Apple, but Android coming soon, right? Yes, so
0: that's the plan. We have launched it on App Store now. We our plan is to get probably, I guess, a few more months, and we should be able to uh, release it in Android as well.
1: And so, what's the vision or the the long term goals? Sure. So, um,
0: you know, the app is one piece of the whole Jawhord platform, right? We have we we do offer a lot of other things on our websites as well. Um, if you check it out, there is, you know, we we feature actually women's of the doghood, you know it's It's a a a cute uh, stories Um, other things all the training videos you know a lot of people go through this the the journey where puppies it's so hard to handle what do they do we give quick tips you know all that on Facebook live which we do every Thursday so app is one piece but the, the whole idea is we really want to make your journey as simple as it could be right? And the idea with the app is which app allows you to build those networks in your neighborhood right away. The moment you download the app, right, you will be connected to all the dog owners in the neighborhood if they are on the app, right? That's where you start sharing pictures, you start, you know, creating events, ask questions. So that is that one strong neighborhood. Right now, I think we are in about 140 cities. Our users are already in uh, scattered over 140 cities that's wonderful yes it's it's amazing to see that and if we want to convert that into a thriving hub so we right now we have about two or three hubs where they are all connected they do events together they ask questions we want that to happen in every single city in the US that's why and that's why we do have this neighborhood and global so you can connect to the neighborhood if you want to or if you want to participate in the event, but if you're just generally a dog owner and just like to see, you know, uh, see pictures or ask questions, you can still use the app. You don't have to, you know, be part of the community to be on the Dogood app, right? So we have we are covering both the community and the global aspect of it because mm-hmm. dog is the unique dog is the dog wherever Whenever you go, it's the same, no matter location, right? It's the same, same. Dog and the same behavior. So, why not share it with the entire global uh, community?
2: And we have made sharing of the app like really easy. What do dog owners do all the time? Rock. <laughs> so, you know, we have made the app so easy to share because the idea is we have made it so easy to make your own community, right? So, while you're walking and you know, you meet another dog owner and you basically want to create a play date or just generally hang out like have or you know like just have them on the ask so that you can create your community. It's as easy as sharing a QR code or just sending a text message saying, you know what, join be a part Send of the network up. because the moment they download mm-hmm. the app, the way the app works, it connects you through cities, right? So that's really powerful as a tool. Plus like we have the global flavor tool. So for this point, we're trying to cover everyone like there's something for everyone, every dollar.
1: Yeah, I love, um, like I said, I love that I can go there and just see the dog photos and nothing else because that's my favorite part of social media. Sometimes it's like you see, you know, you have like a dog friend and maybe you don't want to be like Facebook friends, but you want to be dog friends. Like this is the platform just for dog friends. Yeah, and you brought up a good point. One thing
0: with the doghood is we don't ask you for any of your personal details. You are not connected with that dog owner because you don't want to be, you think? Or maybe it's just that, yeah, you're connected with them on other platforms, but this is not the platform where you connect, where you connect you with your dog, right? That is, that's, that's how the connection has made. And that's why it's different. We don't ask you uh, to give the personal information while it's, it's about your dog, not about you.
1: Right. And so on the app... You have like your feed where you can share like your photos and your videos. You can create events and invite people in your neighborhood. And then you can also have like the ask um, community feature mm-hmm. too. And then also on your social media feed, you have the, the humans, humans of the doghood and you share the stories. And I know you do a lot of Facebook lives and you have uh, trainers and other people who come on I mean they're like it's really like full you know encompassing everything that you could could need as a dog owner
2: yes absolutely we want to create the best world for the dogs possible and that's that's our vision that's Mm -hmm. the way we want to go for.
1: I feel like you can tell like that this was definitely created by dog owners for (laughs) dog yes it is
2: it, it comes across, and that's how we want it to be. I think it's a very personal passion of both uh, Ruby and I, and we always wanted to come through, you know, that it's for the dog owners, by the dog owners, curated by the dog owners.
1: One thing I'm always curious about um, what can you tell us about being women in the tech industry?
0: Um, I think so far we have been blessed. We haven't had, I mean, Definitely, two women working on a on a on a startup is yeah. People, I mean, so far it's been it's been great. Um, all the engineers we work with, yeah. So we have an offshore team and we have a marketing team in New York as well. So far, it has been great. Yes, it's a women in tech and that to in pet industry is very unique, right? That's where I think there are very few uh, startups are uh, you know out there. Uh, who does it? But uh, I'm I'm super excited about this because we're gonna take this to the next level. And yes, women in tech is is rare, but this combination is again even more unique, right? And that's where we're gonna yeah work hard to make it happen.
1: <laughs> I I always love seeing women succeed in like a male-dominated field so there's just a little bit of extra, like girl power that that excites me about it. Uh,
0: <laughs> it, 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 it it is a girl power and puts dog into perspective takes it to the whole next level
1: and so what does the future hold for the doghood? you know so what we was saying
2: we are in 140 cities right now right so our goal is basically these sh- cities should be thriving so the idea is that every city should be, a, you know, should be a community by itself. So our goal is to do that. Like, you know, our goal is to educate people saying that, look, it's very easy creating your own communities using the app. So go ahead, use this. You know, it's for your own benefit. Because the moment you start having your own community on the app and you're creating all these you know, different events and all, is when the app actually shines, right? Because we give the power to the people to do
0: these things. Yeah, so, and, and to your point about the future plans, we are going to be on the road a lot more. Yeah. Last weekend, we had, what, many five, five events. events. Uh, so, we drove about 120 <laughs> miles in, I think, uh, three days. Um, and we uh, we had, what, we have seen 300 plus people attending those Halloween events from San Francisco all the way to Los Gatos here and Saratoga. So, we are going to be on the road, especially on the, the holiday season. We'll be going creating events um, and more partnerships, right? That is what the next goal is, you know, how to be uh, partner with the, you know, the, the businesses to make this uh, as a, you know, extremely helpful uh, platform for everybody.
1: I love that. I was going to ask. It looked like Halloween was a big success uh, on the DogCut app. I saw lots of, of photos and events and costume contests and parades. And it was wonderful. Yeah, and, and believe me, every single person who actually
0: downloaded the app and scanned it right there in the event, the, the one word was common. It's like, so cute, cute. right? <laughs> it's like, everybody's like, you know, okay, let me download it. And then once they see, it, like, oh my gosh, this is so cute, <laughs> right? So. I think that gave us uh, that the confidence too that you know what this it's people are open to uh, use this app right It's yeah. not I don't think anybody in fact any question was towards why do I need to download right At moment, the moment you say that it's all about downloads, oh my gosh, why wasn't this before right? Why didn't you guys think of this earlier right So and I also we wanted
2: to make the app extremely intuitive. So if you go on the app, it's so easy to use. I think that is one compliment. We got it absolutely again and again and again. It's an extremely simple app to use, beautifully done, very clean. It's very intuitive for you to do things. So we wanted to do it. This was a very, very deliberate part of us because we want people to just
0: start using it. Just come on it, and it should feel like a warm glove. Yeah, so it's we started talking about this last year, October, uh, October sixth to be precise. We oh, started wow. this talking about this idea, and then here we are, here down the lane uh, with, a, with an app launch. Yeah.
1: I love that you know the date because that's totally oh, something yes. that
0: I would do too. Like I would know, I knew like the exact date
1: of this, yes, and I remember
0: the, the, I think this, and I talked, said, "Okay, let's meet." And we met at Starbucks and we both started writing a a document which the name was doggy love and yeah. that document still exists that's where our all ideas oh. come in there oh, yes,
1: I yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. well, i'm so excited about the doghood i am so excited to to meet you guys and you know to connect you i'm so excited the dogs brought us together uh and Absolutely. i'm excited where the future goes <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah uh, the yeah, future yeah. is bright. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: So, so happy to be connected with you through the door. <laughs> well, thank you so much.
0: And it was great talking to you today and thank, thank you, you so you. much for having us. Thank you so much for having us.
1: you so much to Purviya and Ruchi for sharing their story with us. Make sure you check the links in the show notes so that you can go download the Doghood app right now, as well as follow them on social media where you get all of the videos and live streams that they're doing, including the one that I did with the Doghood just a couple weeks ago. There was actually a great video with nail trimming tips, which I enjoyed because... We do struggle with both Penny and Nino with cutting their nails still to this day, so I'm always looking for more great tips on making that an easier process. And I know I saw a video about planning a dog-friendly Thanksgiving dinner also and what you can give your dog to let them enjoy all of the good smells with you. After speaking with Purvi and Ruchi, one thing I was interested in learning more about was the street dogs of India. Like I said, I I had a couple friends who have visited India, and both of them commented to me about the dogs that they saw on the streets there, and I started looking into it and saw that there's an estimated 35 million stray dogs that live on the streets in India, which is an unbelievable number to me. So I actually put a couple links in the show notes to some articles I found about this. Uh, There's one from the National Geographic that was actually sharing about how Adopting dogs is becoming more and more the thing to do in India these days. And there's also a link to a documentary on YouTube I found about stray dogs on the streets of India. As Ruchi had shared, there are a lot more organizations that are doing basically what's similar to TNR with cats that we see here, um, even here in Baltimore. Uh, which would be like a trap-neuter-return type situation. So that's becoming more and more common in India these days, and it's becoming more common for the government municipalities to take proactive actions in, you know, feeding the dogs and in doing the spay-neuter surgeries. I'm always so curious to learn about how dogs are viewed in different parts of the world, and so it was very interesting to me to be able to dive into some of this. As so I was listening back to the episode after editing it, one of the things that really stood out to me was Pervy's real honesty about how difficult it was at times being a new dog owner. I think one of the lines that really made me chuckle was when she said, you know, she's in this room with this dog all day and she's staring at him and he's staring at her. And I was trying to think back and I everything I remember about adopting Lucy for the first time back in 2004, my first dog, I feel like it was very easy, and we got along very well, but I remember there was a time period when Lucy was in her last few weeks of life, and we had just brought Penny home, and Penny was like the stranger, and Lucy was, you know, needed a lot of attention from me at the time, and I remember that being one of the the most difficult times as as a pet parent for me, is trying to used to this new dog while knowing I only had limited time left with with my first girl uh, and I remember after Lucy left kind of being like who is this stranger in my house and of course now Penny is like my complete and total BFF but we did have a little bit of a learning curve there and I really appreciated the honesty that Purvi brought to the situation and, and sharing that that's why it was important to them to include this ask feature in their doghood app the people who are maybe having a little bit of a tough time right now. There's so many wonderful things about being a dog owner. There are so many I can't even begin to count, but sometimes there are some hard times and maybe you feel a little bit bad or guilty that you shouldn't be having this hard time, but you know that's natural with with anything in life and I think it's okay to admit these things and I think it's amazing to have a place to turn in those times. So make sure you check the show notes for the link to download the Doghood app and tell your friends to get on the app too. So that'll do it for this episode of the Believe in Dog podcast. And again, wishing a very happy Thanksgiving to those who are celebrating. I know I always like to take the time this time of year to reflect on all that I have to be thankful for. And I'm certainly thankful to you for following the Believe in Dog podcast, for being part of the community. This has been such a great year and I thank you so much for being a part of it. Make sure you check the links in the show notes, and I'll have pictures of Purvy and Ruchi with their dogs in the photo gallery for this episode. And of course, you can always find me at BelieveIndogPodcast.com, at BelieveIndogPodcast on Facebook, and at BelieveIndogPodcast with underscores on Instagram. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to the Apple Podcasts link to leave a five-star rating and review. Your rating and reviews really do help more people find the show and I will read all of your reviews on the episodes as well. Until next time, this is Erin Scott, sending you hugs and belly rubs. The Believe in Dog podcast is a production of Hugs and Belly Rubs, LLC.